Jersey Joe is back for part two as we discuss silly season, trade rumors, the NHL draft, and much more. Buckle up. We still have a lot more to talk about going back to yesterday's episode. Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Devils driver for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. So today is part two with Jersey Joe as we talk silly season, the draft, free agency, and much more. We're continuing our discussion from yesterday's episode, so part two is today. So if you haven't checked out part one, please pause this episode and give it a listen. And if you've already done so, without further ado, let's continue our discussion with Jersey Joe. So take it away. I will say this. If the Devils get Yuri Slavkovsky, uh, you pair him with Tatar. Look, look at what they did in the IIHF together. They were able to complement each other. And the compete that I saw with them versus Germany, it was like a go F yourself fest. It was like if the Devils and Rangers were full of hate and physicality on ice. And the way they played with offense was just exciting. I couldn't stop watching that, watching every detail, like seeing the, the not just fast attacking and supportive, but like Slavkovsky, what he has for him, he will play that sulky trophy candidate game. And then he'll start converting it over into, I'm going to shoot the puck on net. I'm going to try and score to help my country win. And if you pair him with a veteran like Tatar, you could probably revitalize Tatar's game. Because Tatar led the Montreal Canadiens in scoring a couple years ago. You need to have that guy who's going to balance that veteran and the veteran with that young guy. So they're keeping each other in check. No pun intended. But something that the Slovak line needs. Do you think Slavkowski, I don't know what his situation is, but do you think he'll sign his entry-level deal, like, you know, as soon as he's drafted and it will join the team or Utica, whatever the case might be, or do you think he would want to go back overseas and play with a Slovakian team before coming mm-hmm. to America? What it, what uh, cases? For usually what I would see in this case, typically every other draft, when you usually get a top two pick minus what uh, Owen Power did, you're looking at a guy just signing an ELC usually right away. But if uh, Slavkovsky wants to stay another year in uh, Liga, then that's okay. That's in Finland. That's their highest level. But I think what he could do is um, come to – uh, prospect training camp and see what his situation is. But I see the way he plays with uh, men older than him. Try to take him down with two versus one. And I think he could easily uh, have a two-way contract. But I could see him realistically starting in Utica if they don't want to rush him. But 
at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised to see him in, on the NHL roster if the Devils pick him. Because most of the time, a lot of these guys are NHL ready. Right. And, you know, but, you know, at the same time, it's really no rush, but I would love to see him on the rink, like, and just try to see what he could potentially do. And obviously, you know, this, I, from what I've heard, this isn't really a deep draft class. Like uh, I think outside of the top five, there's not really like, you know, a player that comes to mind in terms of like, Oh, this player is going to drop to the mid first round or, or, or towards the end of it. And he's still really good you know, that kind of thing. So it's just like, I don't think this, I, I, at first people were considering it to be strong, but then as the months progressed, particularly, I think in December is when I started to see the report saying this draft is not really all that deep. Well, first off, let me speak on, on history alone. If you looked at the way it's been the past couple seasons with COVID, it's really stalled a lot of the world juniors uh, tournaments, but they've been able to get the Halinka tournaments in. So a lot of them scouts are looking at the Linka tournaments as the, the crown jewel in the bar, but the world juniors just like another showcase to see like where they're at in the middle of the season. So really what they're looking at is when those guys do go to an IIHF tournament or a U20 tournament, they're trying to see where they're at now. So they're trying to see where they can, then say maybe this guy's good enough by five slots lower or five slots higher. It's kind of an arbitrary thing, but don't sleep on the Russians nor uh, the Swedes uh, when it comes to uh, forwards and defensemen. Um, a lot of really good Russian goalies in this draft, uh, some really good American goalies, uh, Tyler Brennan, uh, Tyler Musilik, uh Musilik's actually from uh, New Jersey. So he grew up a Devils fan up in North Jersey. So, I mean, don't sleep on the goalies. The goalies could be diamonds in the rough, but they might not be like, oh, Jesper Wallstead. Or, um, matter of fact, you might not have your Askarovs of this year's draft, but doesn't mean you can't go to sleep and be like, oh, forget about it. But I actually did a little research on a guy who's similar, could be the Russian version of Jesper Bratt. His name is Viktor Noichev. He plays in the MHL, which is their uh, major junior league. And he's projected to go around 37th. So I would say this to the listeners. He, he had 40 goals and 67 points in 61 games. So he's a plus point per game guy. His draft year, uh, 23% probability. And guess who had a similar uh, star probability? Let me take a guess because I'm pretty and sure he said slid. this I, I think you said this to me uh, before. Is it, um, is it, let's see, is he, let's see, uh, is his name J- Jesper Bratt? Yep. And Jesper Bratt was drafted really late. Like, I think yep. sixth round, something like that? Yep. Sixth and, round. 
And he this year, borderline all-star, about to get a big payday. Uh, obviously, we're recording this episode a week in advance, so uh, we don't know. Like, I don't know when the announcement is going to be made. I'm banking on that it's going to be made sooner rather than later. I, I think it's a verbal agreement at this point. But Jesper mm-hmm. Pratt definitely has a bright future ahead of himself, and I think he could definitely be an all-star in a year or two. And get this, and get this to the listeners. Noichev has a 57% of making the NHL. And that was versus Jesper Bratt's 20% that in that same year of being drafted. Not exact year, but draft year, like zero right. is your draft year. So if you're looking at uh, D1, uh, dr- draft year for Brat, uh, it was 5% for star probability. Then it went to 3% in D1, 2% in D2, and then is draft plus three season, 9%. So what I'm tr- trying to project for the listeners is that he's ahead of the bell curve on Jesper Brat. And any team that gets this kid, he's very shifty. He's very smart. He likes to crash in the slot most of the time. He's very creative along the boards, and he can score a lot of goals. So what I can see him doing in the VHL or even the KHL the next couple of seasons is that he can absolutely be someone who could maybe tear apart, you know, goalies, depending on who he's playing with or making those around him better. So if there's an interesting player on draft day, Noichev is my guy. Noichev. Okay. So duly noted. Now, Let's talk about some more silly season. So recently, yeah. one of my colleagues gave me a trade proposal. Okay, so the, the Devils would get William Nylander, Jack Campbell, the Maple Leafs 25th overall pick, so towards the end of the draft, and also Rasmus Sedin. And in exchange, we give away the second overall pick, Damon Severson, and also Mackenzie Blackwood. Now, I probably already know what your answer is going to be, but how are you feeling with that trade? Because I was just like, look, look. okay, okay, hang on, hang on. Oh, jeez. If there's any way, okay, if there's any way to guarantee Campbell like long term and just bank on the fact that maybe Nylander could sign an extension in because because he's uh, signed for next year and the year after that, is there any chance you would do that trade? I'll just take Nylander for Severson and a 37th overall pick and next year's second round pick on a conditional for first that's it game over so you don't want jack campbell in exchange for mackenzie blackwood i'll just i'll do this separately i'll just trade you blackwood for campbell and a contract extension for three years minimal with five million per okay so a three-year 15 million dollar deal yeah goalie straight up I'd rather, if you're going to give me Nylander, you'd have to trade probably Alexander Holtz for that. See, so I don't want someone, to. Someone else also said that um, uh, on Twitter. They said, like, look, uh, I would rather trade Alexander Holtz compared to the second overall pick. Personally, yeah. I, don't think I would do that just because what Alexander Holtz was able to do in Utica. Yes, he didn't really uh, do too well in the few games that he had with the devils this past season, but 
ultimately we didn't really put him in the best position to succeed. Mm-hmm. So I mean, can't put that on him. I mean, look, you you're sacrificing a former first rounder for keeping your current first rounder. So you're kind of hedging against a near-term problem. I'm not saying you should trade him. I'm just saying that's the consequence of Toronto barking up New Jersey's tree and trying to get some fruit from that tree. So really you're trying to exchange apples for apples. Meanwhile, they might be different species. Okay. Okay. I, I think but, the, I think the big question mark would be Rasmus Sedin. That would be the big question mark. But uh, Michael, the host of Locked on Leafs, he told me that Sedin, you know, dealt with injury this year, uh, particularly with his knee. He was projected to be much better. Uh, ultimately, you know, he had a few of those setbacks. So uh, Sedin would be the X factor for that. But, um, you know, we've talked about forwards. We've talked about goalies. But are there any other offense or, excuse me, are there any other offseason needs that the Devils need to take a look at? I mean, look, they should definitely, like, keep an eye on guys like Trocheck who I think are really worthwhile. The Devils been linked in the past couple seasons uh, via trade rumors. And I know he's a center, but really, if you want to have another veteran uh, stabilizing that, and if for some reason the Devils uh, trade Jesper Boakvist, it's good to have that um, veteran on your team who knows what it's like to be in the playoffs and be able to score. And it's good to keep adding that veteran core leadership. If teams like Florida or Carolina are in cap trouble. So, and I heard from another person uh, saying to me that the devil should consider trading for um, Florida's goalie in uh, Bobrovsky. But the problem is Florida will have to eat $10 million to make it half. So they have to dilute it to $5 million. But do you really want to take on that cap space for the next several seasons? I don't oh, think no. it's digestible. No, no. So the, the Devils do have cap space, and they want to use it, definitely. Obviously, you still got to take into consideration that uh, Jesper Brad hasn't signed his extension yet. Most likely, you're going to have to accept the qualifying offers for Miles Wood and Pavel Zaka. So that's also three factors to take into consideration. So you've got three players who are, uh, you know, their money situation is still up in the air. But ultimately, I think the Devils have anywhere from 23 to $25 million in cap space right now, if I recall correctly. What's that? I think the Devils have anywhere from 23 to $25 million in cap space. Yeah. I, I, I believe so. But obviously, we got to take those three players into consideration. So, Devils spend cap space. Yes, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But do it's it going to happen. Do it conservatively and do it, you know, in a smart sort of way. Right. So, like, you look at all the other free agents that we have going. A lot of them, I just don't see returning. Even even Colton White, I still think that he'll likely be out of a job, and and or goes to Utica at, at, at the best. Because like I said earlier in the podcast, we have so many defensemen that 
are A, going to graduate or B, going to need another year or two of development. So really, I mean, you got to play your cards right. And all the other RFAs I see being tendered minus uh, Zaka. And if they do tender Zaka, it's because there's a trade involved. That's the only reason why people on Twitter should not, you know, be moaning and groaning. So I'm just not trying to tell you how to feel, but this is how it's going to be. So it's just something out of experience. I will say this. If you're looking on draft day, there's not a trade happening on the doubles end on the first day. It's usually on day two or prior to uh, free agent frenzy. What's up, guys? Before we continue our discussion with Jersey Joe, it's time for the first live read this morning. And it comes from our friends at Built Bar. It is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. So don't you love a chewy chocolatey brownie? What about a caramel brownie with tr- caramel swirled on top? So good. What if I told you you could have all that chewy chocolatey deliciousness plus 17 grams of protein? You're in luck because caramel brownie bars are available at Built.com right now. And all you got to do is act fast because they're a fan favorite. Forget about dessert. These are better than dessert. Plus, the macros are unreal. 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 4 grams of sugar. I would replace a regular brownie with Bill's Caramel Brownie Bar in a heartbeat. Speaking of heart, it is very healthy for your heart, just to mention. The best part, caramel brownies are covered in 100% real chocolate. Like for real, with Bilt, you don't have to sacrifice tasty for healthy. You can have both. And all of Bilt bars are made with collagen proteins, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. There are millions of reasons why you should try Bilt bars. But for now, let's just say that the caramel brownie will rock your world. That's not an understatement. With Bilt, tasty is the new healthy. Go to Bilt.com and get your box of caramel brownie right now the offer is go to built.com use promo code locks 15 you'll get 15 off your order again use promo code locks 15 for 15 off at built.com and now the second library comes from friends at rockauto.com so with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and miles it's now impossible for your local chain all parts store to stock all the parts you need why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket safe time and money when using rock auto why choose to spend 30 percent 50 percent or even 100 percent more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership rock auto's prices are reliably low for every consumer it's a family business serving, serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years they have everything you need from brake parts tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet go explore their easy to use website today to find all the solution to your auto parts needs go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck Right, locked on in their How'd You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Okay, let's get back to our discussion with Jersey Joe. Take it away. So just overall, be be patient. Like, you know, if you see Zaka signs <laughs> or being tendered, keep in mind there might be a trade because at this point, this is what we're uh, using Zaka for, which is a pawn in some of these deals. I remember talking to a credentialed uh, Canucks writer. His name is Matthew Zader. He writes for the hockey writers. Mm-hmm. Basically saying like, you know, like, look, we want Garland. We want Besser. Like, you know, what, what's it going to take to get one of those players? And obviously Zaka's name was brought up. And I think, I, I forget which one he wanted, but like um, uh, he said he wanted the first round because this was before, this was way before the Devils were revealed to get the uh, second overall pick. This was in January. And you know, this was before like the trade deadline. And mm-hmm. he was basically like, um, look, uh, I want that first round draft pick and I'll give you like, uh, 
like I, I forget if it was either Besser or Garland, but I was just like, that's way too risky because I don't know how good that first round draft pick is going to be. So it's just like, yeah. you know, if it's if it's the first overall pick, I would hate to give the Canucks the first overall pick or any team the first overall pick, and we uh, and we just traded away for you know two solid players, you know Brock Besser and Connor Garland, good players, but nothing that gets you out of your seat. If that makes sense, they would, they would be right. complimentary pieces. Like I said, you know, asset management and being able to look at the near and long term cap you know, you have, it's going to go up to a million dollars to 82.5 million. So the Devils have that extra $1 million to play with, but other teams are still going to be really, really tight to the belt buckle. So there's always going to be teams making up these like Canucks Twitter, like it's so like the devils of yesteryears, like fan base making up all these mock trades that I just begin to start like putting these gifts of like, uh, you know, Step Brothers with yeah. uh, John C. Riley, and it goes, Oh, yes, though, though, what, 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 what? I think, <laughs> um, it, it's so funny you mentioned that, uh, that GIF actually, because I actually have a funny story in regards to it. So I was doing a silly season episode. We'll just, I don't want to like call her out or anything, so I'm not going to use her name or 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 her association, but. We were doing a silly season episode last year because I wanted Matthew Kachuk because there were rumors saying that maybe Matthew Kachuk wants out of Calgary. So it was just like, okay, what's it going to take to get Matthew Kachuk? um, This person said Scott Wedgwood, and I want uh, your late first round draft pick. Not the, not our like what, not our fourth uh, overall draft pick, but the 27th overall pick that we used in the, uh, Zajac and Paul Mary trade with the Islanders last year. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, this, I, I believe there was also one other. Okay. So no, no, I think it was that pick and also Scott Wedgwood. I, I kid you not that tweet blew up a little bit it blew <laughs> up for my standards. Cause you know, my Twitter account is relatively small, but it, it, it got to a point where I think one of the Calgary flames, uh, radio announcers or something like that responded to the tweet with like the the jack c riley um uh gif i was like what what like i think i'm just like wow this silly season episode caused so much controversy that even people associated with the calgary flames to a higher extent like an announcer is responding to it so i just found it (laughs) i found found that hilarious I'm just like, hey, 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 I didn't make the trade. I I just say like, look, what's it gonna take? That that <laughs> what, I always try to be, gonna t- I always try to be fair when I'm doing these crossover silly season episodes because I don't want to like you know, uh, I I don't want to sound aggressive or be too like uh, too dominant. I'm just like, okay, what's it gonna take? What do you need? And it, so like, uh, do, what do you need for your roster? And here's what I can give you if, if you need uh, that hole to be filled in whatever aspect you need it to be. So you know, think things of that nature, but that was a, that was a really bad deal. Yeah. I was, I would hang up the phone on that one. <laughs> and I mean, I mean, there's a lot worse things that could happen too, like trading for Andrew Hammond. Oh, gee, no. I mean, what did we give up for Andrew Hammond? Cause we got him at the trade deadline. It was Nick Merkley. And guess what happened to that trade tree? That died right there with uh, Yarosh going to the KHL to avant-garde Omsk just recently as a free agent because his contract was terminated. Right. 
So I, I there, there, there really, you have it. I, I just want to say this one thing and then I'll let you continue. It's so impressive that you could say like these uh, KHL or overseas names with ease, like without stuttering or, or slowing down, whatever the case might be. So <laughs> I find that really impressive, actually. So I, I, I grew up with it, basically. Uh, I will say this, like there might be some interesting names in this draft and the, some of them are going to be or um, Russian for the most part. Like one of the guys that I have, like I did like those drafts pro simulator things. Slavkovsky, of course, is not an easy name for most of the people who are Anglophiles. Uh, I already mentioned Noichev at 37, but Leon Bixell is a Swiss playing for Lexon in uh, Sweden. And he's a very big, like six foot five, strong, simple defenseman who can like hold the line and chip in offensively, but he's not going to wow you offensively. So he's a good stabilizer. Um, Gleb Trikozov is that one uh, Russian uh, forward I could see at 69 for the Devils. And he's the type of guy that can join the rush, uh, maybe a little lackadaisical at times, but he can absolutely shoot the puck on net and he can play with and without the puck too. And fans should keep an eye on him because he could be a really good steal. And I'm not just trying to toot that for if he goes to the Devils, but he could do that for any team he plays for that develops him right. So if you're really looking for um, goaltenders, uh, a lot of them are going to be Russian or North American. Mostly this year is European-based. So Nicholas Koko uh, from Finland, Tobias Lainonen. I spoke with uh, Steve Kornianos about Lainonen. He said he's a more uh, like like strategic and like uh, poor man's version of Jesper Wallstedt. Okay. Okay. Very interesting. And devils are no strangers to uh, finding diamonds in the rough. I always say two main examples, Jesper Brett, Yegor Sharangovich. So, you know, just putting that out there. So before we wrap up Jersey Joe, I know you had your notes prepared. Is there anything else you want to, uh, to share before we log off? So if there's an interesting trade out there that the devil's looking for another forward with size and the ability to score, um, I would definitely look at uh, Pavel Buchnevich from St. Louis. So if you're looking for offense, grit, and physicality, definitely give him a look. And Devil's going with a little bit of a St. Louis connection. I would go with that. Especially Devil's fans should be excited with what they have at the current core, but adding – uh, around the current core only makes you uh, harder to play against and getting some experience on your uh, top three lines to round out the bottom six where there's going to be more competition. For a lot of people looking at this draft saying it's weak, it's not weak like the 90s where it's a lot harder. A lot of the guys are very skilled. It's just that analytically 
And sometimes the problem with the whole Russia-Ukraine conflict, you have to look at it this way. A lot of the guys that the Devils were able to get over, like Muhammad Dulian, were able to look at things contractually and get them over. So it's going to be an interesting offseason. I would hope to, in a couple of weeks before the draft starts, they get a couple of assistant coaches behind the bench and they start doing more. And I see the doubles being more strategic with the way they're setting things up and they're not leaking anything. So that's a good start, but that's not the finish. Um, if I'm looking for a couple guys from Minnesota, uh, Kevin Fiala, maybe with a second round pick, maybe another prospect you move him for, or you go after Ryan Hartman, a couple of guys with scoring potential that could fit this line. Certainly keep an eye on a guy like Andrew Kopp. The Devils could use that experience. Or maybe Ilya Mikhaev uh, from uh, Toronto. And Toronto has a lot of cap problems. So Mikhaev could be someone the Devils utilize uh, if they were to be uh, smart with free agency. Awesome. So we'll definitely take those into consideration. I've talked about Kevin Fiala before. Um, very good player and definitely with how the salary crunches going on in Minnesota. That's definitely something you could uh, take advantage of. And Booch Navish, I know um, PK Subban kind of made that a tougher trade pill to swallow for the Rangers because he all, uh, I think inadvertently hurt Sammy uh, Blay due to slew footing. So that's <laughs> to take into consideration and then Blay was out for the rest of the year. But ultimately um, it's going to be a very interesting um off season, the Stanley Cup playoffs are still going on. So once it's over, once the draft uh, starts to heat up, and once um, once free agency opens up once again, it's definitely going to be one hell of a ride for the Devils, and I'm looking forward to it. So we'll, we'll maybe see. you can start smelling the sage and the lavender pretty soon. <laughs> my mother loves that, so maybe, maybe, maybe it's just in my. That's own it's very popular in France, especially in southern France. And so maybe the Devils can have a little bit of that fresh scent. Oh, yeah. I love that shirt, by the way. So if you're not oh, yeah. first, you're all, last. I, I get this all the time. Like, people always say they love this shirt. Like, it doesn't matter where I go. They love it. So <laughs> as, a NASCAR fan, as a NASCAR fan, I hate the movie. I think it's stupid. It's an insult to the sport of NASCAR. But, you know, I, it's still a, a, a good conversation piece. So. Well, I love the movie because it's Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. Know, it's kind of like it's kind of like the NASCAR version of Happy Gilmore. If, yes, but as a true NASCAR fan who's been following it since he was a kid, it it made me cringe at some points. I'm like, no, this would not happen. No, 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 no. And unfortunately, NASCAR has fell, fallen into the Ricky Bobby um, like cult or something like that because people just think it's a bunch of dumb hicks going around in a circle. <laughs> not true. Not true. You, not you could true. easily have a freshman winning it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you gotta go to the great you gotta go to the Monaco. open wheel racers don't do well in nascar joe that it, it's it, it they don't because it's two different racing sports style two different styles it's like trying to compare that's like trying to compare uh hockey and kazakhstan to the nhl 
right? It's two different animals, similar formats, but totally like it requires totally different skills kind of thing. So absolutely. It's, it's two different beasts and I'll just put it this way. I mean, there's going to be so much rumbling going on right now. I mean, if you look at the fourth period, they're going to start updating their website more because um, I spoke with someone from the fourth period about um, the potential of JT Miller to New Jersey. And it goes, that's the only like rumor they heard uh, publicly that the devils could go for. I said to the person, I said, look, if the devils go for JT Miller, it's via free agency. I don't see them trading those assets just to get him on the wrong side of 20 going early thirties. To me, it makes no sense. So I would uh, avoid that uh, player at all costs. I know he got 99 points, but sometimes you got to think about uh, the long-term. You are absolutely right about that. And we'll see what happens. And like I said, I'm, I'm all here for it. I'm looking forward to it. And we'll, uh, but I, I'm looking forward to the draft, looking forward to free agency. And finally, I think I could cover free agency um, when it's actually going on. Cause last year it was in, like in late July, I was on vacation. So I was like a couple <laughs> weeks late to, to, you know, fill it, fill in everyone, like my thoughts and opinion on it. But uh, ultimately, you know, episodes still did pretty relatively well. So, uh, oh, you got something to say? I was going to say this. July 7th and 8th, I am off. So I am watching the draft. And if we have to do some breaking stuff, I'm there. Awesome. Also, July 8th is my birthday. So it would be. It would well, be- then have, have you soon to be birthday. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yes, I will be working on my birthday because the grind does not stop. So. Don't. <laughs> you are right about that. Now. I want to thank uh, Jersey Joe for once again coming on to the show. We talked about free agency. We talked about silly season. We talked about the draft. We talked about the current state of the New Jersey Devils roster. Uh, Jersey Joe, always great to have you, my friend. Thank you, Trey. And uh, don't forget to like, subscribe to Locked on Devils. You can find me over at Heads Up Hockey Podcast. Heads Up Hockey Podcast. Hey, guys, if I get – try to get me to 1,000 subscribers before the – uh, puck drop in what October or something like that I'm at like 315 right now and I'm on good pace right now so please try to if you can give me to a thousand subscribers by puck drop and I will do a huge giveaway and don't forget your built bars and your rock autos <laughs> always got some with me love them just give giving you a free live read ad right there I don't think that's going to cut it, but thank you. Thank you. But yes, I always got my built bars with me. (laughs) Thank you, Jersey Joe. You're welcome, Trey.